Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi, covering Mississippi State like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your Super Bulldog weekend with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, uh, Robbie, if Brupolo was in midnight. Mm. Mm. That actually wouldn't be very weird because sometimes you might need coffee. Yeah. You might need some coffee. That might be a perfect branding opportunity. To get over to Midnight, Mississippi, and have a little bird the Midnight brew. The Midnight Brew. Just saying, you know, Midnight's in a great location too. It's 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 like halfway between Silver City and Louise. All these small communities, the best communities, like the best names, mm-hmm. are in the Delta. Yeah, that's I feel what like. Do you guess? You, yeah, we're, we're we are in a. Well, you you said Humphrey you said County. it was you said it was around Silver City, so I yeah, just we're, we're in Humphrey assumed. County here. There Not you too go. Far from Anguilla, where I played some high school football. There, where's yeah. a where's Straight Bio? Straight Bio? Yeah. Is that like close to Cleveland? I'm looking for it. I see Straight Bio Baptist Church, but I don't see Straight Bio on the. Uh, I mean, we're up here around Pantherburn. Oh, I, I know Pantherburn just fine. Big time in it. All right. Wherever you are in our great state, you can have Strange Brew Coffee every single morning. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for delivery. They'll bring it anywhere, even to midnight. So go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and College Corner Store. I drove past College Corner today. First time. I've never never done it before. But I was over there by the one by Fleet Feet. I was so excited. Oh, Fleet Feet, there's College Corner. You've been saying that a thousand times, and never, you finally got to put it into play. I have been to the one over by the half shell. We did a remote there once, and I've been there a couple times. But I had never been by the original one until today. Wouldn't saw He wasn't there, but I went and saw our boy today, Beast Man. I went to Trace Grill. Oh, did you? Oh, man, it was good. Good lunch. I've got to get over there. It's I've been so I've been meaning to get over there. I just, uh, I, don't, I just hadn't been through there much. There you go. Well, if you're in that area and you're looking for some great MSU merchandise, it's right there by Fleet Feet. Or if you're in Flowood, it's over by the Half Shell. And you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever maroon and white you're looking for, they got you covered. It's at uh, College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, you know, I'm call me crazy. I think it's going to be tough to get a table at Restaurant Tyler this weekend. I just just call me call me a, a, you know a gambling man. I'm not even going to Sunday. I'm not even going to try to go. That, yeah. That's usually my brunch spot. But you know, I've been like a. I'm going to. I'm going to somebody else go and like somebody yeah. else can have my table this week. Let's get, let's let somebody out of town get that table. But as much as I hate that, yeah, it's the best. That's how it has to be. Breakfast. I'm sorry, not breakfast. Brunch, lunch, dinner, whatever meal you're looking to get, they've got the best at Restaurant Tyler. 
the best blue plate in town for uh, for lunch, white tablecloth dining for dinner, and then that Sunday brunch, you just can't beat it. So hopefully you get a chance to stop in and try Starkville's best restaurant. That's Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, 16 locations throughout central Mississippi to serve you. If you need to find a branch, go to PriorityOneBank.com and check them out there. You can find out where your nearest branch is and see all the services that are available to you there. If you're a Priority One customer, you, you should already have this, but if you haven't, download the Priority One Bank app. It's streamlined, it's easy to use, and you can do a lot more than just move your money around with that app. Bank local, it's important. We talk about shop local and eat local. Banking local is just as important. Find a Priority One branch, bank branch near you and become a customer. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. It is Super Bulldog weekend. We had our spring game preview yesterday, so today we're just going to focus on baseball. Uh, with the remote and with with everything else going on, I wasn't able to get a sit-down with Richard or Borky to, to talk uh, baseball. No big deal, though. I think we can cover it. Um, it. There's an alternate universe out there, Robbie, where this is number one Ole Miss, the defending national champions, coming to Starville to take on number two Mississippi State. Two years ago, the national champions. These two have gone back and forth. They've had these great battles, and and now we're, this is going to be the, like the real, you know, the, determining, you know, the final final showdown of these great teams. But that's not the universe that you and I live in. This is we live in the universe where these are two of the worst teams in the SEC. The loser of this game, I've, I've we I'm, live in the twilight zone. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to go on the record. I will put my name to it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I will say the loser of this series, whoever loses at least two games, is not making it to Hoover. And even the winner doesn't have anything wrapped up on that front. But the loser, especially if it's Ole Miss, if Ole Miss loses this series, they'd be 3-12 and 12 in the conference. And they still have yeah. a series with LSU coming up. I know the back end of their schedule is a little bit easier, but, I mean, you're 3-12. and 12. What's easy? You know, who's worse than you? You haven't yeah. played Alabama or Auburn yet, and I, don't, I think they still have, like, uh, Missouri and Georgia. But, I mean, all of those teams are capable of at least getting a win off of you. I mean, it's going to be tough. Yeah, even, even if you win those series, I mean, what, what – what are we talking about? Like right. 10, 10, 12 wins? Exactly. For I mean, you're still State. not going to make if you If you lose this weekend and then you lose the LSU series, just lose them. That's four SEC wins now heading down the, the stretch. I mean, you're done. You only have four series left. You're going to have to sweep probably two of those mm-hmm. and then win another one just to be somewhat in the conversation. And I mean – but. You know, like last year, I felt like this was like a crossroads game series when it happened, and it felt like state was about to go this direction, exactly. Ole Miss was about to go this direction, and it and went the, the exact the opposite. opposite. But the the difference is, state came into that series like they they left eight and ten, so they went to they were six and nine coming in. Ole Miss was around the same, I want to say. Whereas these two teams, I mean, they're two and ten and three and nine. I mean, it, there's there's a difference. There's a there's a there's a difference in the in the wins. This this series was a weekend later. Uh, last year, state if they win this series and they're five and ten, I mean, again, they have a ton of work to do, especially when you consider their last five series. But you, you have like that that glimpse of hope. If state loses this series and they're four and uh, eleven, no, nah, it's over. It's over. You're, you're probably not making it to Hoover in in that situation. Considering again, the last four weekends are are, are Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU, and Texas A and M. So big yeah. series, you know. Even though the teams are bad, it's a big series. There's a lot on the line for these teams. Mississippi State is the team that has the momentum. I feel like they're the better team, to be totally honest with you, especially in terms of what they bring to the plate. 
but they're so inconsistent on the mound. It feels difficult just to come out and say, I think they're going to win the series. They switched up the starting rotation this week. Kate Smith still on Friday night, but they moved Landon Gartman to Saturday and then Gerangelo Sanjay on Sunday. I actually like that idea. I think Gartman's been really good for you. What do you think? What are your thoughts on State's uh, rotation this weekend? Well, I think what it does, I mean, you look at Gartman, the numbers are not all that impressive, but I, I think this is my opinion on the mindset here from Chris Lamonis. You're about to have at the very least 15,000 people there on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Gartman is one of those guys he can bear down. I don't think atmosphere is really going to bother him at all. Drangelo, that could eat him up. And, you know, Sunday might be a tough environment too, but on Saturday with that many people in attendance, that could be a really tough ball game for Drangelo uh, Sanjo. I think Landon Gartman is the guy to handle that. And they might come out and just, you know, absolutely obliterate him. I don't know. But I do feel like he will compete. He's not going to lose batters a whole lot. He's going to throw strikes. They might hit some home runs against him. I don't know. But that's probably your best option, I think, for a Saturday ball game in an atmosphere like that. That's what I think is probably the decision. I think that's probably what goes into that decision from Chris Amonis. Yeah. And then, you know, another decision that Chris Lamontis is going to have to make. We saw Bryce Chance back in the lineup this past weekend. And so you have these 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 guys. You have him, Hancock, Hines, and Highfill. And Clark, I guess Kellum Clark is kind of in that decision, but I don't think – I think Kellum Clark's a lock to be in the lineup. But yeah. somebody is going to not be in the lineup of those four guys. Um, and I don't know who it's going to be at this time. You know, I feel I, like – It's got to be like, Chance, right? I feel like it, it needs to be. But he's been one of the state's best hitters this year. So, I mean, that's a great option to have in a pinch hitter role, but, man, I feel for the guy. You know, when you look at the other night, he came in as a DH. Was mm-hmm. he DH in the game? Yeah. They set Ross Highfield to give him kind of a rest for the middle of the week. I don't think there's any way he sits on Friday night. I think it's probably going to be um, the lineup that you've seen the last two weeks mm-hmm. for State. In the defensive lineman, too. I think Bryce is probably odd man out right now, but you have him kind of on standby. You know, if somebody really struggles on Friday night and you need uh, a change in the lineup, that's probably the guy that you're going with. He's probably your, um, you know, kind of the the swing guy for you. He could probably DH, he could play outfield, whatever. Um, but that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, but you look at this lineup, Brian, I mean, like, State's offense in the SEC play is like top three in the league. Yeah, right now, um, what they've done in conference play, and when you when you pair it with the the pitching, it's really unbelievable. Which, by the way, the SEC, the ERA in the SEC is a six two. Mm. That's I mean, runs are up for everybody, but State is almost three runs more than anybody else in the league. Auburn has an eight eight three. State has an eleven twenty. I I can't fathom that. I don't think there's ever been a state team that's been that bad pitching. Mm-hmm. And they've and what's strange is they don't even lead the SEC in walks. Right. Auburn does. But when you when you look at the, the the comparisons between state offensively and state uh pitching, it's really incredible. State's got a two eighty four average, is third in the league. Um 21 home runs in SEC play, which is 
um, third or fourth mm-hmm. in the league. Ole Miss has hit twelve. They're twelfth. So mm-hmm. Ole Miss has not been good in SEC play. They're second to last in the league offensively, two thirty six mm-hmm. batting average in the league. Um, their strikeouts are high. Uh, their walks are are relatively low. So it's a team that right now is scuffling a little bit from an offensive perspective. State's finding a few things on in, in pitching. I don't want to go too far to say they're figuring it out. They're still struggling, but you feel a lot better about more guys. This is a big weekend, Brian. They really need to kind of get on track here because the offense is doing its job. Mm-hmm. The pitching – I mean, if the, can the pitching get down to like a seven earn run average? Can you, can you drop that like down to a seven? That's bad. That's yeah. the bottom half of the league. But can you just be, like, not good? You, I mean, you don't even have to be average. Just, just, just be right on the edge of average, and this team would be so much different. So, I mean, that's that's the key this weekend for Mississippi State. I think is just to keep the ball down, but don't don't give them free bases. Don't give them opportunities. And I think you'll be fine because I, I really believe that this team's going to hit this weekend. I think that this offense is going to continue to to swing a good bat against Ole Miss's pitching. When you look at State's conference-only stats, their top three hitters are Dakota Jordan, Hunter Hines, Kellen Clark, which is great. That's their big power guys, right? So between them, they have a combined 43 hits. Of those 43 hits, Robbie, uh, let me make, just remember, do my math again, 18, 19, 21 of them are for extra bases. Yeah. They're slugging, respectively, Jordan is slugging 909. He has 11 hits, and that includes three doubles and two home runs. Hines is slugging 761. He has three doubles and five home runs in conference play. Kellen Clark is slugging 744. Three home runs, a triple, I'm sorry, three doubles, a triple, and four home runs in that. Jordan is hitting 500 in conference play. He's 11 of 22. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. And then you have Slate Alford, who's really come on strong here in conference play. He's hitting 314. And then, you know, the bottom part of the order, Colton Ledbetter and Amani Larry haven't been great in conference play, but Larry has raised his average about 100 points. Ross Highfield has raised his average about 50 points. He's only hitting 205, but he had a great weekend last weekend. We'll see if he can continue that. And then like Ledbetter's hitting 261. He was hitting 220 a few weeks ago. So they, 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 the offense has gotten better, but you're right. The pitching is just the issue. We, you know, one of your most prolific message board posters that you have, Colonel Kang had the stat on, uh, <laughs> Had the stat on on the message board though, states fifteen and one when they don't when they walk five or less it is it is literally that's and the, and the point that somebody else made was this the errors that we've complained about so much they haven't really killed state as much as the walks do walks right now are this is what happens when state gives up a walk is they do a walk and then another walk and then there's a wild pitch or they do a double steal and they don't catch them and then all of a sudden a single scores two runs. That's the problem for State is that teams don't even have to manufacture runs against Mississippi State. State does it for them, and then a one-base hit scores two. That's where State's huge problems are. No, you're exactly right. And I think what you've seen with the defense this year is the defense just playing on its heels with a pitching staff that just has not been consistent. You know, They just don't seem confident behind their pitchers. And I think that's that's been the biggest issue for State defensively. It's not so much that they're just a bad – they're just bad defenders. 
I mean, Lane Forsythe last year at shortstop had five errors, I think, the entire year. Mm-hmm. I've seen people say, you know, he's the worst shortstop State's ever had, which it's always ridiculous when people make statements like that. But, no, he's not. He's not that bad of a shortstop. He's actually a good shortstop. But when you have pitching that is so inconsistent, I think it's keeping these defensive guys off balance. They're not able to play with the confidence that they've been playing with. And it just trickles down to everything. When you when you aren't pitching with confidence and you're not commanding a strike zone, everything suffers. Your defense suffers. Then your offense suffers because you're playing from behind. You have to change your whole mindset. I just think that the pitching is the root of every issue that Mississippi State has. This team is far better than what they've shown. This isn't a team that should be 3-9 and nine in the SEC. It's not a team that should have lost 18 straight games in SEC play. And I think that's what we've seen in non-conference games. States come out and just beat people into the ground. That's something they didn't really do last year. They struggled in some of those games last year. They did. This team's better than what they've shown. For whatever reason, when they play in these SEC games, I don't know if they're jacked up. I don't know if they're um, just you know nervous. I don't know. But things tend to get away from them. This is a weekend where you can – You've had the success now. You got that win against South Carolina, which was good. And then last week you win two games. So the confidence level is starting to grow for this team. You've got to stack now. You've got to stack these good weekends. You've got to eliminate these run rule games, these bad days that you have, and start to stack really good days. And then you start playing with more confidence on the mound, behind them, and on the, on the defensive side of the ball. And then at the plate, too, the, the the offense is bringing its game. The offense right now is locked in as well as it's been locked in in a long time. It's up to the pitchers now to do their part. And they've got to have more guys step up that they can really rely on. So who are those guys? Well, right now you feel really good about Nate Dome coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. If he comes to the ball game, you know, I'm I'm not quite to land in Sam's territory with him, but you know, I'm almost at a you know, Ross Mitchell type where mm-hmm. I feel like if you can get him the ball in like the sixth inning, he which might is, finish a ball game. Which is kind of funny. Two completely different pitchers. Could Two not, completely I mean, different pitchers. You know, that seventy eight mile an hour heat from Ross Mitchell. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're nothing alike in in their style and their velocity or anything like that. But Nate has kind of filled that role of a 2013 Mississippi State bullpen pitcher of a Chad Gerardo, a Ross Mitchell, um, even a Jonathan Holder. Sometimes he would get you know three or four innings. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that if you can bridge the game to him, if you can get the game to him in a game that you really need to win you got the lead or it's tied up or something in like the sixth or seventh inning, you feel like he can finish the ball game. That's that's where I am with him. Yeah. So I feel good about him. I feel I feel solid about Casey Hunt for two innings. Um gosh, I mean and well, I thought that Aaron Nixon having a game Tuesday night Aaron Nixon's getting there. Where he didn't bean anybody, first and foremost, but he was just he was just solid. Got through it, no problems. I think, you know, it, Get, he, he's a guy that if he's getting there, if he's there, he can be a guy that Mississippi State can rely on. And I mean, those three guys, and then we'll, you know, Bradley Lofton is the guy that you know the stuff is good, but the trust isn't there yet. So what can he do this weekend? And then well, there's the two. There, there's two guys that are str- is strictly all on them because mm-hmm. 
I don't think I think they got the stuff that you know if they can just handle things themselves, state's in good shape. Aaron Nixon and Bradley Lofton, yeah. those are two guys that if they can just command a strike zone, they are going to give Mississippi State great innings. Two hits and in seven innings off an uh, Aaron Nixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirteen hits and twenty six innings for Bradley Lofton. Those are very similar numbers. If you if you if you got Aaron Nixon to twenty six innings like Bradley Lofton, he would have very similar numbers. Yeah. The the hit by pitch problem for Aaron Nixon and the walk problem for Bradley Lofton are the two things that are hindering them from being major pieces from Mississippi State. That when they come in the ballgame, you feel really good about what you got. 13 hits and 26 innings, but 28 walks for Lofton, and that's just way too many. Yeah. Um, you know, and Gerangelo is similar to Bradley Lofton in that there's some things that he can control, but he's also been hit a little bit too. He has a, you know, a, a little bit of a tendency to groove it in there, and, and that's being a freshman. I think he's going to be great. But Lofton and Nixon are two wild cards for me. If they can command the strike zone, which I feel like Nixon's getting there, then Mississippi State has something in the bullpen. Right now, let's say uh, four and two thirds for Nixon. The last couple of weeks, he's given up two hits and one one earned run. So I mean, I, I think that he's getting there, and you're start, you're starting to see some more guys. Colby Holcomb, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little better about him. He's got to cut down his walks too. Yeah. But there's he had a there's great definitely... outing last weekend though. Once once he, he got control of himself, he he had he started out slow and was putting guys on base, and then all of a sudden something clicked, and he he was mowing everybody down. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I, I I really like his stuff too, and last couple of weeks he's gotten into trouble with the walks, but he just finds his way out of it. Even South Carolina, I mean, he walked six guys against Carolina, but gave up three hits in four innings and struck out eight. Two hits and three innings against Bama struck out seven. Yeah. And the and the walk number came down to three. That's still yeah. still too much, but you're starting to feel better and better about what he provides. Three and a third against Vanderbilt, one hit, no runs. Yeah. So um he I, I definitely put him in that group too. All right. Let's move on into some more of this and let's talk about We'll do a, maybe a little bit of, of a 3P kind of thing here, but let's move on into that. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're grilling out this weekend, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Head to your local grocery stores, head to your butcher shops, and tell them you want some ribeyes, some strips, some fillets, or a lot of other stuff. Like I said, man, I, I'm, I'm, I've got my eye on those beef back ribs that, that I saw at Kroger the other day. I think that's going to be, next time I have a chance to cook, that, must, that, that might be what's on the menu for me. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Another restaurant that's going to be kind of busy this weekend is Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. I would go ahead and get in line if you want to eat there uh, on Friday night or, or, or Saturday after the game. Just go ahead and just you know get stamp your place. You're good, and you know, we'll figure it out from there because you're going to want to eat some smoked. I had, by the way, today at the uh, we were at a remote at Davini uh, Equipment down in Madison, and I came over and he was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, you and Robbie, your recommendation for smoked wings." was completely on point. My wife yes. doesn't even like wings and she was like, these are great. So it, it'll it'll turn you. We're just we we we're just the messenger. If All you're right? a vegan and you just happen to try one, yeah. No longer a vegan. No longer vegan. Sorry. Yeah. It's like a, a Saul on the road to Damascus moment. 
That's that's it's science. The salvation of the smoked wing. So that's we're right. just saying, if you even if you don't like wings, you're gonna like these wings. By the way, you should like wings; they're delicious. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you, but they they like to deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. Forty eight years. They've got the receipts to back it up. If you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, call them back. No 1-800 number. No, I'm on hold for 30 minutes. No, your call is very important to us. And then when the service man comes, it's not some guy who, you know, okay, I, I live in Memphis, so I can be there, you know, maybe next week. No, it's all done here in the state of Mississippi. They treat you like a neighbor and not a number. And so that's the difference Advantage Business Systems makes. So at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogues Collegiate Collection. It's just the best around. The polos and pullovers that you want to wear with the logos that you, the fans, want. You're tired of... I saw somebody today, by the way, in a Banner M polo with like a big patch on the sleeve. And I'm just like, dude, no, that's not the look. It's not the look. Too much. You need to head to the Rogue, grab yourself an awesome maroon or white polo with the, the M over S, the state script, the walking bully. That's what you want to wear. That's what they have at the Rogue. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. This weekend, if you want to grab a bite before the spring game or before baseball, you want to get some breakfast, do it at Dolce, 509 University Drive, 8 a.m. They are open, serving bagels, breakfast sandwiches, and coffee, lattes. They've got a, they got a great selection of coffee there, obviously. But more importantly than that are the, are the bagels and the breakfast sandwiches. I'm going to make a point to check that out this weekend and grab myself a bagel. I've been, wait, I've been I've waited too long, so I need to head over to Dolce and find out what, what all the buzz is about myself. So head over there this weekend, grab yourself some breakfast, Enjoy yourself at Dolce 509 University Drive. All right, then, Robbie, let's talk about it then. Let's do some three-piece. What's your playmakers on the mound and at the plate for Mississippi State? Oh, I think you really need a good Friday night start from Kate Smith. I, I don't know what they're willing to do as far as, like, stretching him in this game. We were told by Chris Lamonis a couple weeks ago they were going to try to, like, kind of slowly get him back. I don't know if that means, you know, five innings, stretch them into five innings this week or what. But if it is five winning, five innings, you need five innings of like two runs maybe at the most and let the bullpen kind of take care of it from there. Probably Casey Hunt coming in behind him for a couple of innings. But you really need to get off to a good start. I think State needs to win that Friday night game. So Kate Smith is my playmaker because – I really believe that Friday night start is the biggest one for Mississippi State. Mm. And I think they need to win the first two games and get it to Sunday. And you're playing with house money there with Gerangelo on Sunday, and we'll see what happens. But uh, that Friday night game is is a big one. Um, Saturday is going to be tough, too, because I, I feel like Javier Rivas has probably been their better pitcher on Saturdays. So that's probably going to be – that's probably another reason why you have Landon Gartman in there. You need somebody to be able to compete because he's probably going to give them their best chance uh, if I if I had to guess. so. But Kate Smith is my guy for this weekend as far as a playmaker um, from the pitching perspective. All right, and then for at the plate? Oh, at the plate, um, 
I'm going to go with Amani Larry. Hasn't been just tearing it up in SEC play. Mm-hmm. And that leadoff spot is so important for Mississippi State to get things going. There's been so many times this year where State starts the first inning with Larry on first base. And I think that's important. I think they need to get off to a good start on Friday. I think Amani Larry's got to be good this weekend. He, he's been up and down in SEC play. He hasn't quite been as good as he was in non-conference play. They need to get him going because they, they've got to have a, a legit leadoff guy um, in the SEC. So for me, my, my, my pitching playmaker is going to be Nate Dome because I think if he comes into the game, it probably means State's ahead. That means that's a game State has a great opportunity to close out. And, and get the win. So when you see Dome on the mound, he's not quite to the point with uh, where Landon Sims was, where I, I hear his music and I know the game is over. But he, he's he's definitely got my trust. He's one of the, you mentioned that earlier. He is a guy that I when he's on the mound, I feel confident that he's going to hold whatever he's got out there. So hopefully he can come in and with the lead and go from there. Uh, and then at the plate, I think you know I think you got to match up this weekend between two of. I mean, we talk about power hitters. Kemp Alderman and Dakota Jordan, right? These are two guys that they don't just hit home runs. They destroy baseballs. Um, They have been hitting 460, 470-foot home runs this year. Jordan's 11 for 22. He's super hot. He's figured some things out. He needs – this is his first taste of this Ole Miss rivalry. He needs to get out there and really, you know, have a a great weekend and keep that momentum going, getting extra base hits, driving in runs, and sort of sparking that Mississippi State offense. If he can do that – He's going to put Mississippi State in a good – because if he's on base, if he's driving guys in, chances are it means that Hunter Hines and Kellum Clark are doing the same you know, around him in the batting order. So the, those big three are really what you have to keep an eye on, but I'll pick the guy who's hitting at the, the top of it right now in Dakota Jordan. Maybe that's a little bit of a cop-out because I'm picking the hottest hitter, but I really feel like he needs to keep that momentum going. What's your prediction for Super, uh, Super Bulldog weekend? I think State's going to win the series. I think they can take two. Um uh, it's, it's hard for me to imagine them sweeping the series. It went, I said it the other day, though. It really would not surprise me if any outcome happened. Mm-hmm. State got swept. State swept. Wouldn't be a huge surprise. I just don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss will get at least one, and I think it'll be a competitive series, too, just like it was last year. Agreed. All three of those games last year were really competitive. I think that's going to happen again this year. State's just got to maintain their composure. We, we've seen a, a ton of Super Bulldog weekends where State has just kind of fallen apart out there. A lot of times it's it's tougher on a home team um, because they're playing in front of uh, their home crowd. There's a lot of pressure. Road teams come in. A lot of a lot of road teams in baseball especially, they kind of flourish in that kind of environment. We'll mm-hmm. see which team has the upper hand this weekend, but I do think that State can get two. I'm with you on that. I think State can get two. Uh, I don't, you know, as to which one it is. I, I like Gartman on Saturday. And then Friday, you know, the thing is, if, if State gets the first two, I don't. I feel like Ole Miss might just collapse. And, and you can get the third one as well. So I don't know how exactly it's going to get split up. But I think State will get two. And I definitely think they'll get the Saturday game with Gartman out there. It's because he's, he's been so effective, in my opinion. I know he, I know he doesn't have a great win-loss record, but... When they've used him the, the correct way, when they've used him for get two trips through the order, I mean, he's been really good for Mississippi State. It's when they've tried to extend him that they've had problems. I think Lamonis and Foxhall have kind of figured that bit out. So we'll see where that takes us. Real quick before we go, this news that uh, Kendall Rogers just tweeted, do you see this? Yeah, I was about to mention that too. So effective immediately 
in baseball, uh, the Division One councils passed a rule that you cannot have any contact to or from a recruit or their family until August 1st of their junior year. Baseball is a sport that has for years committed eighth and ninth graders. And you know, that's just been part of the game. And now you're saying that you can't even talk to these kids until they're juniors. That's a big, big decision by the NCAA. I like it. I do too. I mean, you can't how many times kids so you everywhere. can't. You can't. And how many times you get to, you know, the uh their senior year and you're having to have that conversation, hey, uh, you know, we don't have any money for you because basically you're not nearly as good as we thought you were three years ago when you were 13 right. years old. Right. So let them develop. Let them. I mean, there's no other sport where you go out there and get eighth graders right. to commit. I mean, I, I remember when that when that uh, Anthony Hines kid committed when he was like in ninth grade in football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his dad would like send – like every offer that he would get. And, you know, it was like Norfolk state offer today. I'm like, okay. Like he's in ninth grade and like it barely like hit puberty. Like let these kids develop, let them get a little bit of uh growth on them and get their fat. I mean, are you really going to look at an eighth grader and say, well, he's throwing 80, 87 right now, you know, in a couple of years, he's probably going to be throwing 99. But then the kid never grows, and he's still throwing eighty-seven, like three or yeah. four years later. I, I just think it's kind of a broken model. I like this. You're still probably going to see some kids commit, mm-hmm. but it's going to be really fishy when they do. Exactly. Another so, another thing today, the they ruled that uh, there's no now now no uh, limit on official visits for recruits. So it's they yeah, can take uh, as many as they like, but they can only take one per school unless there's a coaching change. But now a player can take 10, 12 official visits. I don't have a problem with that either, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're a recruit and you want to see schools, you should be allowed to go see schools. Yeah, I get it. I'm just, you know, with especially with football, like we're running out of like rules. Like there's, yeah. is there any rules left in football? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of turning you into like do whatever you want. There you go. We'll see how it goes. I, I did kind of like being able to, to, you know, you get five visits, mm-hmm. and you need to narrow it down to that, and that's it. I, mean, I get it, but at the same time, like during waste. the season, you want to go see games, and you want to see, you know, people want to see what the atmosphere is like at these stadiums. You know, you want to be able to do that, especially when the these school for the kids is great. Yeah, for the schools, it's not good because you're about to start blowing a lot of money on these. There's gonna be more money visits. spent. Yeah, no question about that. Flying a family in that no no these kids have no good thing. You get a sixty million dollar a year. Uh, check from the SEC. It'll be all right. Um, Five million right. of that apparently goes back to the university. I don't so. want to talk about that. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll, be back on, I know, yeah. we'll be back on Sunday. We'll recap everything that happens this weekend. We'll talk about the spring game uh, as well. Plenty to talk about for Super Bulldog weekend. If you're coming to Starville, please be careful when you get here and enjoy yourself here in Starville. If you see me and Robbie around, please come by and say hello. We'd love to meet you guys and say you know meet our great listeners. Uh, we appreciate you very, very much. Guys, have a great weekend, and we'll see you up here in Starkville. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.